Hello and welcome to My PGCE, a podcast documenting my journey as a trainee teacher with a special focus on mental health. I am your host, James B. Good morning. It's been two weeks since we last spoke, and in those two weeks, I've only spent two days in school. That is my usual school, because I've done two mini placements. The first, a three day placement at a special educational needs school. That was last week. And this week, I've done three days of a five-day placement at a primary school. So, in this episode, I'm going to talk about the SEND mini-placement that I did last week, and I may talk about my primary placement in a future episode, I'll see. So, this SEND school that I spent three days in last week is a school for children whose educational needs are too complex to be addressed in mainstream education. But the range of needs within the school is vast. So there are some students whose needs are just a little too much for them to be in mainstream education, but perhaps under the right circumstances could still be okay in the right mainstream school. From those sorts of students, all the way to students who can't do anything unassisted and need 24-hour support. And for those sorts of students, the school had its own nursing unit. So those students with the most profound needs could be in their lesson listening to their maths teacher say, while at the same time being fed through a tube by a nurse. So the level of support and care available in this school was just incredible. There's also a vast age range from students as young as four up to 18-year-olds, and the classes were arranged not by year group, but by key stage. So I spent three days with a key stage three class. In a mainstream school, they would be year sevens, year eights, and year nines. It happened to be eight boys. Three or four of the students were away on a trip to Dolly Mock. So usually this class would be, I think, 11 or 12 students. One teacher and usually two teaching assistants. Although for this particular class, because none of the students in this class had really profound educational needs, often one of those teaching assistants would be called away to support in another class. So some of the boys I met in this class perhaps could have survived in mainstream education. In fact, 
in mainstream education, I've already met a few students whose educational needs, I would say, were greater than a couple of the lads in this class at the SEND school. And this group of Key Stage 3 boys were working at the equivalent of a year 3 or 4 level, at least in mathematics. So that gives you a, a rough idea for the level of education. Now, I went into this placement not knowing what to expect. Although one underlying assumption was that if I'm going into a school for children who have complex and profound educational needs, then it may be quite a stressful experience. But it wasn't. In fact, it was the most wonderful experience I'd say I've had so far as a trainee teacher. The atmosphere in the school was completely different. The focus was on caring and well-being and general happiness and teaching functional skills. If some of the students happened to get a GCSE or two, fantastic, but that would be a bonus. And so the stress that you often find, or that I've found anyway, in mainstream education of getting students ready to take exams, that stress was absent in this school. The focus was on caring. It wasn't on exam results. And the difference was palpable. There was one heartbreaking moment on my first day where the kids were having a maths lesson about finance, where they were learning or revising which coins represented which amounts. Okay, so this coin, the one that looks like this, this colour and these edges, that's a 50 pence piece. And this one over here, that's a pound, a little circular gold one, etc. Now, this lesson was predicated on the idea that if they didn't know which coins were which, then they could be shortchanged. Someone could give them not enough change and they could be taken advantage of. And the thought that anyone would take advantage of these kids, that was what was heartbreaking. And when I thought about it a bit more generally, I think many of the functional skills that this school is trying to give their students, they are skills to help them not be taken advantage of, to prepare them for a world that can be cruel. The highlight of the three days, I would say, was a music lesson where the kids were being taught the difference between verses and chorus, okay? The music teacher put on a song and then she put her arms up in the air in a big V when the verse was being sung and then to the left in a big C shape 
when the chorus was being sung. So it's kind of like a YMCA thing, but to identify the verse or the chorus of a song. So she did the demo with this particular song, and the kids followed along with their V's and their C's. And then she went round the room and asked each student to give her a song, which she would play on YouTube. And that student would come to the front of the class and lead for that song. So they would have to put their hands up in the air when it was a verse, and then to the left in a big C shape when it was the chorus, and then everyone else in the room would copy them. So they would lead for that song. Now, the first challenge was trying to figure out what songs the kids wanted to be played because they knew exactly what song they wanted and they would give the teacher just a fragment of the lyrics, something from the chorus probably, but that would be all they knew. They wouldn't know who sung the song or, um, or even the name of the song. Most of the students, this is. So the first game was to try and figure out which song they were referring to and then and the other kids would help out here if if the student who wanted the song only knew a couple of words of the lyrics there'll be another student in the classroom who knew a few more and they knew what song they were talking about so that was the first game figuring out which song it was that the kids wanted and then like i said that student would come to the front of the class and do their v or their c depending on whether the chorus or the verse was being sung at that time and we'd all follow along Now, for the first couple of students, it was kind of okay. Um, They were kind of getting the verse and the chorus correct. Um, And when they weren't, the teacher was correcting them, saying, oh, no, no, this is is, uh, still the chorus, or no, no, this is, we're on the verse now, you need to do your Vs. And there was some general understanding of the task in those first few students. But then we had a student that, suggested a song and came down to the front and just shifted the tone of the entire lesson so either he didn't understand the task he didn't know about chorus and verse um, or he just had something else in mind but instead of doing the v and the c for the chorus he'd almost just do them randomly and he turned he turned it into a dance session that we were all following along with. So he'd do a big V sometimes, then a small V, a C to the left, and then kind of wave over into a C on the right, like doing these quite amazing dance moves that we in the audience were trying to follow along with. It almost turned into like a Pilates session and the teacher just let the kids run with it because they were having so much fun and that's exactly what happened for the remainder of this lesson so each kid would suggest a song we'd figure out what it was and then they'd come down into the front and basically just lead a dance and it was wonderful that was my experience my favorite experience of my three-day placement in a special educational needs school and I would consider working in a SEND school. I really would. Like I said, the atmosphere was completely different. There was no stressing about getting good grades and exams. And it was more about caring and learning some functional skills that will help you in the world. And the challenge for a teacher 
Despite the fact you were teaching very basic things like which coin represented which amount, the challenge for a teacher was no less because the challenge for a teacher never really comes in the subject material. The challenge for a teacher is teaching that material. So whether you're trying to teach quadratic equations to year 10s or which coins represent which amounts to a key stage three send class. Either way, the challenge is in the teaching. How do I get these kids to absorb and understand and be able to apply this information? So yes, it's something I'm very interested in and I'll keep my eye on that in the future. Now, this week on Monday was my last day in university. So after half term, I will be in school five days a week. Up until now, I've had one day a week in university. That's been the Monday. And this week was the last one. And this week, we spoke all about RSHE. And in particular, how we as form tutors can deliver the RSHE curriculum. So, RSHE stands for Relationships, Sex and Health Education. It was a fairly interesting session, but the question that for me kept arising was, why aren't subject specialists, RSHE specialists, teaching RSHE in schools? You wouldn't expect a computer science teacher to teach food tech. You wouldn't expect an art teacher to teach maths. So why do we expect non-specialist teachers to teach RSHE? And moreover, I'd say that some of the topics that are covered in the RSHE curriculum will have a greater impact on student well-being and happiness than anything that's taught in any subject lesson. It is so important. So much of our well-being and flourishing in life depends on our relationships and our physical health. If you're unhealthy and if you have poor relationships or no relationships, if you're lonely for whatever reason, you will not be happy and your quality of life will suffer for it. So it's arguably the most important subject. In fact, I'm going to say that RSHE is the most important subject when considering the well-being of our students, which is arguably the ultimate consideration. So yes, I think RSHE is the most important of subjects, Yet it's the only one that we expect non-specialist teachers to teach, which I think is absurd. I think that each school or each trust should have an RSHE expert who has a degree in a relevant area teach all RSHE lessons. It is just too important to get wrong. What do you think about that? I'd be very interested to hear your thoughts. So, speaking of well-being, 
What about my mental health? My mental health these past two weeks has been as good as it's been. I think that's because I still have the incredibly strong sense of purpose that teaching gives me. And also, these past two weeks, I've had very few, if any, lessons to plan because I haven't been in my usual school. I've been doing these mini placements where I'm not expected to teach lessons. So I think this drives home the fact, again, that lesson planning can have a detrimental effect upon my mental health and well-being. And so it's paramount for me to learn how to do it in a sustainable way. And I've spoke about some general strategies in the past. I won't reiterate them again now. But yes, I'll be back to planning around 12 or 13 lessons per week after half term. And I'll see how I get on. I'll monitor my mental health very closely. And I'll be sure to report here any findings. As for next week, it's the last week before half term. Two days of which will be spent completing my primary placement. Then I'll be back in my usual school for Thursday and Friday. And so I may do an episode next week. I will see. But otherwise, it will be three weeks from now. I hope things are going well with you and try to get some rest over half term. If you like the episode, please spread the word in person and on social media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at mypgcepod or email mypgcepod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate and review in your directory of choice. Please also consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash mypgcepod and helping fund both the podcast and my PGCE course. Thank you and talk again soon.